Welcome into the official. We have a great show for you this week, as always. Um, and it's going to be a more somber show because for the first time in a long time, we're really going to talk about guys we don't like that much relative to their industry ranking. So what we're doing is an overrated show, but hopefully the show won't be overrated, but we're talking about overrated players. And that's where we're going. So not our usual slice of the pie. Normally we're going to be all um, excited about the players that we really like, but a word of caution this week on overrated players. This is the official. Welcome in, guys. Good to see ya. Feel like it's been a while, but I guess it's only been the normal week uh, interval. But I feel like I haven't seen you again in a little bit. Um, all right, before we get started, real quick, gotta remind everybody about our home field apparel deal. Uh, it's a great website with excellent uh, college apparel representing anyone from St. Peter's, who made that memorable tournament run a few years ago to obviously your Alabamas and your Georgias of the world, the established blue blood football programs. Uh, but they have incredible vintage inspired, incredibly comfy uh, pants, like sweatpants, shirts, um, hats, and uh, they've even added, there's some hoodies and all sorts of things over there. So go check out homefieldapparel.com. And if it's your first order, go ahead and enter campus to Canton uh, and your promo code, get 15% off. I have like 15 of their shirts. I wear them all the time, although not tonight, but uh, they're very comfy and kind of a, a unique style you can't find uh, at really any of your typical retailers. So homefieldapparel.com and also check out campustocanton.com where you have all your information that you need for the upcoming, only like four weeks away, college football season. Uh, anything from DFS to um, <clears throat> college fantasy to NFL fantasy. And we just added the college football winning edge uh, uh, membership with additional uh, bells and whistles. Uh, so go check that out as low as $22.99 a month to get started at campuscanda.com. Now, guys, I, you know, it's kind of a sad show. We don't normally talk about guys we don't like you know sometimes we'll say better than this whatever but usually we're hyping guys up we want to be you know fans of these players and um tonight we're going to talk about overrated it's like one time a year we do this and i just want to say before we get into it matt and i were talking off screen a little bit want to let everybody know who's listening watching on youtube listening on the podcast all these players are really good they're in the top one percent of high school football players. There's no question about it. However, I think we have a duty to not only hype guys up, but talk about guys who might be a little bit overrated in our eyes, both for fantasy and maybe, you know, based on what is going on in the industry side with how they're being ranked and, you know, provide a little different perspective, things we look at and guys who just might not quite meet expectations based on where they're rated on the industry ranking. We'll give you reasons but we just want to get it out there. Like These guys are all good. Uh, but when it comes to fantasy, we're, we're specifically worried about creating fantasy points. Uh, there's some red flags here that we just want to bring to the table. So with that said, 
2024 overrated players at this time. And Matt, we're going to go with you first. Do you have a QB? I have a QB. I'll throw it to you. Talk to about Jake Merklinger, QB uh, committed to Tennessee, and why is he overrated for you? Uh, yeah, so for starters, the blaring uh, thing here is that he's going to Tennessee and he's going to have to wait at least two years behind Nico. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he somehow uh, you know, comes in and skips him in the order, especially with you know all the money allegedly Nico got to go there. And uh, just you know the prestige that he got you know during his own recruiting cycle. Um, on top of that, uh, Merklinger did not get an Elite Eleven invite, which does draw some concerns about you know if he isn't doing that well, uh, you know just passing on air at these camps. Uh, how's that going to translate to you know actually playing on the field at the next level? He apparently did have a solid showing, so and you know it it could not it could just you know just be a thing. He just didn't you know make the cut barely. But, uh, you know, it's definitely concerning that he wasn't one of those top 20 guys. Uh, on top of that, he's playing relatively, you know, low-end competition in Georgia. Obviously, obviously, it's Georgia competition, so it still means something. But 3A ball there, and it's a 13.6 uh, strength of schedule. So uh, I, I, that's not particularly good. But he did produce very well with it. So uh, he did do that at least. And he is on threes, QB 15, 24-7's QB 11, ESPN's QB seven and rivals QB five. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, especially having him top 10 considering he didn't make, you know, Lee 11 at all is, uh, just too bold for me. So I, I think especially fantasy wise, uh, it, it's hard for me to invest there. Yeah. QB is a position where, you know, sometimes you do have to wait, but I think following this game more and more, especially when you're waiting on the college side production, and you've said this a lot, Matt, if you are not getting the college production in the first two years, they better be a slam dunk NFL guy for whatever reason. You know, they're going to get one year in the system at Georgia as a running back and go to the NFL, whatever. If you can't guarantee that, why are you waiting two years on the CFF side? So I get that. I think usually you, you want a little bit of stuff going on in year one, maybe not a starter for your fantasy team. But by year two, you want these guys to be starters for your fantasy team for the most part. So um, I think that's a pretty good take. And I will go with my QB, Jaden Davis, um, who did go to the Elite 11 Finals. And he is committed to Michigan. Um, I think Jaden Davis is a little bit of a case of a guy who looked really, really good early in his high school career, was, was obviously kind of mature and wise beyond his years, um, lit it up as a, a maybe even a freshman, certainly a sophomore, and then I think just never quite took another leap um, in terms of being a dangerous quarterback, uh, field-stretching type guy. Um, he's not super mobile. I don't think for fantasy wise going to Michigan is going to do you any favors. Um, and I think he's kind of, he's not like going to be a bad quarterback for them, but I think he's not going to like light up the scoreboard. I think he's going to be safe and consistent, a game manager, um, a lot of intermediate throws, but he's not going to, you know, really challenge a defense downfield and the tough angles uh, cross field, things like that. So I just, unless he somehow, you know, if he was going to a place that was going to throw the ball 60 times a game, that would be different. But if you're talking about middle intermediate throws, consistency and 25 attempts a game, I mean, I just, that's just not a recipe for a lot of fantasy points. So um, 
you know, Dan Davis to me is probably going to make an NFL roster one day, but I just don't think that the fantasy angle makes a lot of sense unless he was just peppering intermediate targets, but he'd need a lot of volume uh, for that to work. So that's my QB um, on the fantasy side of things. And we can move on to running backs and let's go to David because he hasn't talked yet. So moving on to David, I think you had two maybe. So take your pick, whichever one you want to talk about first, Dave. I'll just start with Dwight Phillips headed to Georgia. I actually hate doing this because I do. I think he's a really fun electric player. Um, Just pretty crazy athlete, really good genetics. His dad was like an Olympian long jumper or something. Um, But it's he's going to Georgia. So it's just I mean, they have so many running backs. They have Chauncey Bones in this class. It sounds like Nate Frazier is leaning towards going to Georgia. I guess we'll wait and see on that. He could also he can also catch passes as well. Not to mention they already have Andre's RV6 committed uh, to 2025, and then the RV2 and RV3 are also from Georgia in their backyard. It's like do they they potentially could land one of those guys as well? So. You know, long-winded way of saying there's just so many people in that room. Uh, I don't know how he's going to stick out. To me, he like he doesn't have the he won't have the CFF production, but he's so athletic that like he could get drafted. But mostly, I think he's like probably like a special teams type guy. Uh, maybe like a change of pace back, do some pass catching. But still, I don't really ever see how we're using him for fantasy. So like the player, I think he's, I think he's pretty awesome, but from a fantasy angle, I I can't really spin a story for him. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, his size is going to limit him uh, in general. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, you're you're just, you're looking at, I think, you know, who did they have uh, at Georgia? Granted, before the current era, really, but they've had guys like this who went to Georgia and they were kind of satellite types um, some of them were slot receivers slash running back types and, and they do end up going to the NFL, but then it's just like nothing ever really happens uh, from a fantasy angle, but they're good players. But yeah, I think that's fair. <clears throat> All right, Matt, give us your, we'll stick with Georgia running backs here. It seems like it's maybe a down class for them. Uh, and it could be the Roderick Robinson show for quite a, quite a while, 2023 commitment. So, but uh, what about Chauncey? Yeah, so David mentioned him, uh, Chauncey Bowens, and you know a lot of it is just that Georgia running back room so crowded, and you know I was very high on Roderick, so I, I find it unlikely that he uh, gets passed over, uh, and you know I just I'm not in love with Bowens' profile overall. Maybe if he had stayed at Florida, I would have been a little bit more interested, but um, you know in our production model, he only hits eighth percentile, which is a you know, not something you want to see. Uh, he's very big and athletic for the class, but he's uh, not the most elusive runner. We'll say he's not, you know, shaking anybody out in the, uh, you know, open field, making these awesome cuts. Uh, you know, that's not really his game. He's a bit limited in that regard. And he is on threes running back five, 24 seven, I think is the only one that have it, you know, close to being right, which is RB 32 ESPN RB eight and then rivals RB six. So, uh, you know, rivals has someone... RB six. I mean, on three, I was in RB5. So I feel, wow. Yeah. I feel like maybe the Georgia offer got a little bump there, but geez. Yeah. So for CFF, at least, I mean, you know, it, it, 
there's nothing there. I mean, best case scenario, he starts year three, and then what we're hoping for enough production to get him hopefully Second day round, three draft you know, capital yeah. at that point. Like, I think I that's tough. It's, it's just tough for me. Yeah. And I agree with you on Robinson. I've he's been rising up for me uh, all throughout the process, and now we're actually drafting. You can still get him in the second round, and I I think he probably should be a first round, you know, maybe into the first round pick uh, after a few wide receivers, a few running backs, and some of the big t- uh, quarterbacks in the class. So I think he's a very safe bet, as we've said. What is it? The uh, correct me. You're going to correct me. Twenty one point five miles per hour and two hundred thirty pounds is like a lock to be. <laughs> Awesome. I forget the exact numbers now. It's either two twenty, but yeah, either it's a good, very good list of players that hit those. Very, very good list. Yeah. All right. Um, I will go with the guy, and we'll send it back to David for his final running back. And you know, this is a tough one too. The narrative here is, um, you know, for James Peoples, who I think some people really like, and you know, I watched him again today. I, I kind of do like him. So I mean, I like him as a player, but for fantasy again. Uh, going to Ohio State, now that running back room, when Henderson leaves, it is going to be a little bit, and Mayan Williams, I think, might have his last year this year. So it's going to thin out. In 2022, they didn't even – I don't know if they recruited a running back or maybe it was a, one guy. And then 2023 – no, is is this current year, I don't think there's a running back in the class. And yeah, so I, don't, I don't think they got anybody this fast. Or yeah, so no running backs in 2023. I think one, Dallin Hayden, in 2022. So it's a thin room. They may get a transfer. But I'm not sure Peoples is that much better than the other running back uh, four-star they've got in this class, Jordan Lyle. I like them both. They're kind of similar guys, similar size. Um, you know, and I watched them both back-to-back today. I think Lyle actually has a little bit more interesting – nature to his game he, he's got a little more spin moves a little more jukes he's like a little more exciting people's is good he's got good body control but he doesn't do a lot of exciting things he makes like one cut one guy miss and then he runs away from the rest similar speed on these guys similar size on these guys i can't tell you which one's necessarily easily better and i love prospects that come out of st thomas aquinas in florida which is where lyle is from so um, they're usually very very college ready when they get to campus and so I'm just like, you know, as people's a top 10 running back, when he, he might be very, very similar to the other running back in his own class. And then they, they're probably going to have to bring in a transfer because they didn't even sign a running back last year. So, you know, it's, it's tough for me to rank him very high. Although I like the player, I just think uh, I'm not convinced he, you know, rises to the top in his own class. And so uh, I just think it's hard to have him as like a top 10 guy. Um, and that's, that's James Peoples for me. So maybe he'll transfer somewhere or something like that. I don't know, but, uh, for now going to Ohio state, don't love it. And then David Jordan, Washington, another smaller back. You can see a trend here, except for Chauncey Bowens. Yeah. Maybe a little, little cop out here. I, I forgot to mention Dwight Phillips was the RB nine on the on, on three industry. Um, and Jordan Washington's RB 20. Um, yeah, it's a similar thing. Like I and it's a boring conversation, honestly. Like, yeah, he's small. He's a good player. Um, but, like, with a smaller player like this, I didn't really see any impressive catches on film. It's like you'd like to have that as, like, kind of a third down. Uh, he is shifty. Um, he does play pretty strong for his size. So he does have that going for him. But 
I just healing healing average is like ten carries a game in in high school. It's like I just don't know if this guy's ever going to have the volume to be, um, you know, fantasy relevant. He, you know, he's like a worse Rayshon Luke. Honestly, it's like they already have a better version of him there. It's just so yeah. I mean, small guy. I don't think he'll get real big. He is a 10 3, 100 meter guy, so he is super fast, super wow. electric, but. Um, more of like a change of base, special teams type guy. Can't really use him too much in fantasy. Yep, I think that that makes sense, and that's a trend for us. We're not. I mean, you're gonna have to be super special in some way to be 170, 180 pounds running back, and you know, for our purposes, functionally on a real team though, they can be very nice. But you know, we're not interested in that. Um, <clears throat> all right, Matt. Uh, going back to you, a guy who's gotten a lot of publicity this cycle is Gatlin Bear, and he might be very high on a freak list when that comes out. However, you have him as an overrated player here, so talk to us about Gatlin. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, you know, we don't have to hide this at this point, by far the most athletic player in this class. I mean, just numbers-wise, he's just hitting it from so many different areas and so many confirmed numbers. Uh, You know, he's a freak, there's no doubting that. Unfortunately, the wide receiver, there is, you know, much more to that. And uh, at the moment, he's, you know, a pretty raw player to begin with. But then when you're on top of it, he's going on the two-year LDS mission, which really, really does hurt, you know, his college side value. Um, you know, he could end up being a one-and-done player, potentially, if he, you know, somehow shows out his uh, first year back. At the moment, he's projected to go to Michigan or Boise State. Um, you know, neither of those are historically amazing wide receiver spots, especially Michigan as of late, who's you know, wasted a lot of wide receiver talent that has gone through there to begin with. So, uh, it's just, you know, uh, just zero college side value at this point. And then you're going to have to hope that, you know, within his two years off on his trip, he gets, you know, significantly more refined, which I imagine will be difficult given the circumstances, uh, you know, being out in a foreign country. With you know, maybe he'll have a trainer, maybe not. Who knows? But either way, it's just hard to bet on that. Um, you know, he just comes in and looks like this NFL guy all of a sudden, coming out of Idaho too, not playing for like a big program, uh, not super refined to this spot at this point. So uh, it's just a lot of doubts for me at this point as a you know a fantasy asset. There's yeah, I, I think there's a lot of speed bumps there for sure. So. Um... But certainly very exciting. I mean, and his testing is out is through the roof. Um, I will go here before throwing it back to David for our final uh, overrated player. And, you know, this is a guy I've talked about actually before. So I know we don't love talking bad about players, but I guess I have brought Joheisha Trader up before. Um, you know, just a guy who is benefiting from having Jeremiah Smith as the number one receiver on his own high school team, who people are comping to, you know, the next Julio Jones. Um, I've talked before. I just, I don't really see it with Trader. Um, you know, I don't see tons of separation, kind of a jump ball X type guy. And, you know, there's been some weird clips where I would just like to, you know, honestly, maybe even see a little more, uh, you know, stick to on a play, I'll say. So like, you know, finishing a play a little bit stronger. Um, and, you know, all that together, I just don't know. Like, he's an okay receiver, but he's, I mean, on three, I think has a top 10 guy. Uh, and he's going to Miami, at least at the moment, which is a complete dumpster fire of a program right now. I mean, their recruiting is a mess. 
They don't really have a QB that we can look at and say that's going to be interesting in the next two to three years. Um, really looking like a program that is, uh, I don't know really what their plan is with Cristobal, that's not going the way they planned. So, and we've, we haven't seen a good receiver come out of Miami and I mean, it's been decades almost, I feel like. So <clears throat> all that together, I don't think he's a top 10 guy. I know on three has him high, you know, other places have him as an athlete. So it's, he's not ranked as a receiver, but on three has got him as a receiver in the top 10. And I know a lot of people have him fairly highly rated. So I would not put him there both from what I've seen on tape and the situation all put together. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, all right, David, Jordan Anderson for, for the final guy here for a wide receiver. Headed so to Jordan, Oregon, I believe. Yeah, he's going to Oregon. He's wide receiver 25 on the on three industry. Um, but when I look over his profile, I don't even, so last year, like it, within my top three tiers, um, I had 50 receivers. I don't, I don't, I can't really justify him in my top three tiers. I don't even know. I don't even know about the top four tiers. So just quickly, I'll go through it. So he's six foot 165. So from a size point standpoint, doesn't really stand out. He's got a 19 national signing day age. So he's on the older side. And like wide receivers is like the only position we actually care about that. So that's a little bit of a red flag. Um, he's transferring again to his third school, which is a little precarious for us. Anytime a, a guy is just like moving all over the place, you kind of ask, there could be good reasoning. I didn't dig in that far, but um, just something to think about. Uh, in Matt's database, he's a zero percentile athlete. So, um, you know, doesn't, that's not good. Uh I don't know. Okay. Maybe some of that data is a little from like old camps and stuff. So like, I don't know if he's that bad of an athlete, but he's not, uh, he's a below average athlete. We'll put it that way. Um, and then it, just in his own class, I actually think I prefer Dylan Gresham anyway. So he's, I think he's already like the second best receiver coming in, which isn't a great thing. Um, and then like, and lastly, I'll just say like, from what I found, he wasn't a multi-sport athlete, like the only receiver I've, I've gone through that isn't. So uh, in theory, like all of his time is, is focused on football. Um, so he should be like further in his, like on the developmental curve than a lot of these other guys. Like if he's just spending most of his time, you know, working on football. So we can't really, or at least for me in theory, I can't really project um, a, like a ton of development. So like, not to say he is who he is, but more so than some of the other guys, I feel like. So it's just, it's a weak profile to me overall. Um, I don't know. And, and the film itself, like, it doesn't like wow me. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I think it's, you know, overrated though to, ca to catch a guy who's, you know, 24, 25, you said in the, in the rankings, but that's still helpful because in our drafts, we are drafting guys that deep in a lot of times. So it's still nice to avoid someone with, pretty much every red flag you could imagine actually. So, um, all right. So thanks a lot guys. Actually, that's, it's not that fun to do. Well, I don't love talking about this stuff. Uh, I'd much rather hype a guy up and be really excited, but you know, for our listeners, I think it's helpful. Um, and you know, we, we try to keep it to a limit, uh, on this type of stuff, but it needs to be talked about switching gears here to new commitments. And we have a few guys definitely worth talking about. I think, you know, most importantly, let's get to the quarterbacks. We always like talking about quarterbacks. They usually lead a class. 
And uh, Matt, I know you're excited about one of these guys, Christian Martin, going to Maryland. Tell us about what you really like there. Yeah, so this is basically an amendment to the sleeper uh, show list because, you know, had I been on him at that time, he definitely would have made it there. I would have, you know, pushed to have him pretty high there. Um, he just made to Maryland. He's listed around 6'3", 215. And uh, I've been saying this, I think he's probably the closest thing that we do get to uh, Lenora Sellers in this class. Uh, he's mm. big. He's athletic. I think he has a pretty big arm. Uh, he's very good throwing off platform. Uh, do you have the clip? Alfred. Yes, I do. Sorry about that. No, it's here. Keep talking. Uh, so, yeah, you'll see here. Goes up for a nice dunk, which is, you know, something we always love to see here. Nice contested dunk. He was very productive last year. Uh, a 60% completion rating, 2,300 passing yards, 32 passing touchdowns, one interception, then 700 yards on the ground and 14 rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's not a burner on the ground, but I think he's a pretty functional runner. He's able to take this one in for a score, even with the defender right on him. Uh, you know, he won a state championship last year, a uh, good leader, went undefeated last season. Uh, so I just think there's a ton to like him. I think he has one of the That's more interesting pro. profiles in this class. And I think ultimately Maryland is a pretty good landing spot. They are, uh, you know, they have a high uh, pass rate offense and, uh, Talia was almost a 4,000 yard passer in back in 2021. So I, I think they can at least get him to be productive college side. And I think he does have. Uh, the NFL upside as well. Yeah, one. Of, I mean, for those who keep listening on podcasts, we want you to watch the YouTube show. We try to put this together, make it a nice visual appearance. But for those listening on the YouTube on the podcast, there was one throw there where he's scrambling and really falling backwards off his back foot, and he kind of rifles it into the sideline. Uh, really impressive. There are times where his his arm looks very good. Matt's right about the off platform stuff. I almost like it more when he's kind of off platform. When he does his full step and throw, his motion's a little long. Maybe they can trim that up a bit. Um, I do like the compact delivery, uh, but when I see it, um, but maybe that can be tweaked because we know he doesn't need that windup. I mean, there are other times where he does not do it. So, um, but yeah, I think he's very interesting. I think that's a great call. And yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with Maryland either as a landing spot. So keep an eye on Christian Martin for sure, everybody. <clears throat> um, David, can I throw Demond Williams to you, who just committed recently to Arizona? And what do you think about that for at least CFF first? I actually like it quite a bit for CFF. Um, they kind of let Jaden Delore just kind of do whatever he wants back there. He's got like a long leash, through, throws a bunch of dangerous passes. Uh, Demond, I mean, Demond Williams is kind of what he is. Just a, he's just a playmaker. I think he might be the fastest quarterback that we have in the database. Um, I think he's over 21 miles per hour. So he's got speed. Yeah. He's got quickness. He's, he's shifty. Second fastest. Yeah. Forget about Haas. Oh, yeah. Haas, <laughs> How could you forget about Haas, David? Yeah. Haas is 21.7. No big deal. Uh, but, yeah, 21.2 for a quarterback is upper-tier stuff. So I think he's got – a pretty good arm for how small he like he's like 5'10, 180. He's skinny, yeah, and small. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I personally yeah, I, I like him more than the other Texas last year. Uh Reed, Marcel Reed, he kind of reminds yeah. me of Reed a little bit. Yeah, like, Reed actually had like a pretty he had one of the strongest VOEs at least. Um, 
but yeah, he's got quick twitch. Yeah, he's a twitchy guy. I actually liked him more. I don't know what you guys think. The other small guy they got recently, Noah Fafita. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I think that I think William. I like uh, this guy better. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to pass. It's tough to pass up some of the older guys. It, either way, I like the system. Uh, they've been they've actually been recruiting pretty well. I feel like yeah, receiver and stuff. So I, I think he'll be a, a pretty good um, CFF producer. Yeah, I like it, and I think size and stuff were kind of implying that you know maybe not much of an NFL upside that we can talk about at least right now. But uh, I think he's interesting for CSF go CFF going there. And I agree with you on Arizona. Like, that is a team that shouldn't be getting really anybody. And, you know, they took five-star McMillan last year, and he produced right away. Uh, they're, they're doing something. I mean, it's one of those where it's like, are they going to get busted for some kind of violation in the next year or two? Because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But as of right now, enjoy it if you're down in, uh, what is it, Tucson? So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, uh, Matt, I want you to talk about Jason Patterson. We need to talk about him because you told us off air he is knocking on your top 10 with this commitment and landing spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty straightforward evaluation. I mean, one of the more athletic, you know, size speed guys in the class with, you know, extremely high-end production profile going to a spot where, you know, Scott Satterfield, pretty, you know, pretty good run system going there in the past. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati is not exactly loaded with running back talent. So I think he could pretty easily come in and be a year two starter there and, uh, you know, be a thousand yard back, which you know, that's what you want. You, you want that immediate college production, uh, especially with athletic guys that, you know, their athleticism will get them at least day three NFL looks. So uh, I think that combination just makes it, you know, pretty alluring for me in a pretty weak uh, running back class. So I, I'm willing to bet on the guy that, you know, the athlete that's productive, that's going to a top-end landing spot. I think there's a lot to like in that regard. He is hyper, hyper productive. I mean, wasn't it like – do you have like 2,700 yards? Well over 2K. I don't know the exact – Yeah, and I think – Playing like poor competition, but, I mean, he made the most of it. I think it was like 13 yards per carry or something. It was absolutely insane, yeah. his numbers last year. Um, I will say in terms of a play style, not my favorite type, very straight line from what I could see. I mean, he'll make maybe one move just like most guys. Oh, yeah, guys David, why don't you – David and I were actually talking about it. His basketball tape actually showed uh, – I actually didn't look at it, so maybe David can comment more. Yeah, I watched all – of course, people are probably tired of me talking about basketball <laughs> on this show. But you can actually pick up on some stuff, so – yeah, you're right. Like in in his in his football film, it's just like the the competition's so bad, um, the holes are so big. He just it's like one cut and he's flying through. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. But if you look at his basketball stuff, like he, he's he's a really good on ball defender. He shows really good lateral quickness. Hmm. Um, I, he must average over three steals per game. Like just a super quick guy, plays with crazy energy. Uh, he's just Johnny Hustle out there, which you like to see in general. Just a guy who's just super, <laughs> just super energetic. Well, nice guy, glue guy. So I don't know. I would say. You know, find out for yourself. Go watch the t- go watch that, or maybe we'll find out more on his senior tape. You know, the o- the other thing is he doesn't really catch passes, so that's kind of the downside. But as far as a running, I, I like his. And also, I should just quickly mention um, he's already like two hundred five pounds, and in the off season, like like we mentioned, he's playing basketball. He's play- He's on track, so he's it's cardio city for for this guy. He's not doing weight training and stuff. 
So like once he like stops doing that, gets into the college weight room, this guy's going to get to 220. He'll be a sub four or five guy. So, and we're hoping with some lateral movement. Well, you know, you guys kind of uh, got me sold a little bit here. Um, Hadn't thought too much about him after watching the tape, but I like all these uh, side comments. I also love Johnny Hustle and uh, Cardio City. Nice color there from David. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I don't hate it now. I think that's actually a, a pretty good narrative for us to think about, especially on the fantasy side of things. Um, I'll touch on one guy real quick, and then I think there's one other guy worth talking about, and we'll get out of here. But, um, you know, Perry Thompson, pretty big flip from Alabama. He's basically a five-star, I think, most places. And going now to Auburn, our boy Walker White probably was instrumental in flipping that. Um, I know they're very excited about it. The tape for Perry Thompson is pretty, pretty good. I think Austin and I both like he's a big guy, but he's got a lot of flexibility, a lot of a uh, potential for yak he is good with the ball in his hands he's not just like a jump ball catch it and go to the ground or whatever um we'll see you know uh, he flips to auburn that is a little strange honestly you just do not see that in the current era very much can i give um, a little uh, insight there his sure. dad is his dad is auburn legacy and uh he okay. was an auburn, well, auburn fan growing up so he well, the only crazy. reason he committed to bama is because they were the first one to offer him he went to a bama camp and they they offered him on the spot that I believe he committed, you know, the next day I think so. I think that's right. how that all played that out. That makes a little more sense. So I don't think we have to worry. Sometimes I worry about these like quiet pushouts of a class where it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it definitely um, wasn't one of those. So if that wasn't the case, uh, you know that that's uh, you know it's pretty interesting. And and you got to figure going to Auburn year one potential here. I mean, there's not much on that roster in terms of skill position talent, especially in the outside. We just, they haven't been bringing it in. They haven't been tons of, uh, they got a few transfers this year, but those guys will be moving on. So I think that's pretty interesting signing and, and or a commitment. And then uh, Yassine Willis, I think we should talk about him because he's big, kind of fast, and he's going to go to a run-heavy program. Um, any of you guys have thoughts on Willis? I saw someone uh, – I think rivals tweeted like, did they get their next James Connor? Which I think is probably a pretty uh, lofty expectations for him. Uh, Dave and I were just kind of talking about him the other day. I, I don't think we're either super high on him, as, you know, from a Debbie aspect at least. I think he can go on to be productive in CFF, but they also have a a running back there that I you know just stumbled on the other day, Jules Goff, who uh, you know is also very good in his own regard, and I think they could end up being. A uh, you know thunder and lightning type duo where neither of them ends up getting the bulk of carries there. Uh, at the moment, I'm you know, they're they grayed out very close for me at the moment. So uh, we'll see. But uh, at first, I was kind of high on his CFF upside, and then you know looking at Goff, it's like eh, like you know we don't know which one of these guys are going to come out. It's relatively even. Uh, Willis did get a Bama offer though, just you know two months ago, which gotta respect does, it. Does you got you got it? I mean, the Bama offer means a lot historically. Uh, even the guys that don't end up committing at Bama, the guys that they just offered, uh, there is a good uh, historical correlation there between college success. So uh, it's something to keep in mind. And, uh, you know, his production wasn't great last year, but it could always, you know, get better this year. Who knows? All right. Well, um, 
I think that does it for us. And uh, this has been your 2024 overrated show. Um, and maybe identified the next Patrick Mahomes and Christian Martin. Don't quote me on that. But an exciting commitment that we had not really talked about yet. So that's a brand new name, I think, for a lot of us. Um, but worth keeping in mind. So with that, everybody, good night. We'll see you next week. This has been The Official.